You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to a, another episode of your favorite podcast, the Internet's favorite podcast, and the world's favorite podcast, the Earth's favorite podcast, Earth Oddity. I'm John Long. I'm here today with my co-host, the brains and brawn behind the entire operation, Tiny Sullivan. I would go brawn. Don't know if I'd go brains. No, definitely brains. Yeah, <laughs> you're definitely the brains behind We're in trouble. And we're here to bring you another great episode of Odd Stories. We have all kind of good ones. There was a fight over crab legs that I got. Um, what's, some, what's some stories you got in the hopper? I have a lunar library. Okay, got launched. So, all right. Well, I'm sure to get a lot of use. You know, (laughs) (laughs) good luck collecting those late fees. That's right. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Just a small aside, and maybe I should wait until you tell the story. I have a library book that has been checked out from the Fett County Library since (laughs) 1994. I've never taken it back. They're going to have to come arrest me to get that book back. Uh, I mean, that's just how I roll. You know, I'm a I'm a rebel like that. So yeah, the complete works of Ralph Waldo Emerson is what it is. So if you're well, in that's Fett, worth to going to prison for. Exactly. <laughs> if you're in Fett and you've wanted to read some Emerson, I'm the reason you can't. So really, there's another guy. There's a whole long story. I won't get into it. There's another guy who is the reason that it's that it's that overdue. But uh-huh. it's now back in my possession, and I've just refused to take it back. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so good day today. I've had a great day. It's uh, Doc Watson's birthday. Do you know who Doc Watson is? I don't. Well, he's dead, but it's the day he was born. Okay. Really great guitar player and uh, kind of a bluegrass folk artist. So if you don't know Doc Watson and you're listening here, go check him out. R.I.P. Doc Watson. Yeah, rip Doc. He was great though. But uh, that's uh, I was listening to him before you you got here today, and uh, it's on my mind. So do you want to get us kicked off? Yeah, I'll kick it off. Since I've mentioned the Lunar Library, let's go ahead and talk about that. Okay. Uh, Headline, a 30-million-page library is heading to the moon to help preserve human civilization. Okay. When Israel's Bereshit spacecraft launched toward the moon last week, it was carrying a mysterious cargo. Nobody knew what it was. Mission planners called it a time capsule, but hinted that that wasn't the whole story. Now the truth is out. The little lunar probe carries a 30-million-page archive of human knowledge etched onto a DVD-sized metal disc. Okay. So for aliens or humans, you know, millennia is in the future. I hope yeah. they still have a, a DVD drive on their laptop. People in, on Earth are already <laughs> got getting away from DVDs. So yeah. Maybe they should have went with a USB stick. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. But anyway. Like a detachable hard drive or something. Let's <laughs> yes. just do that. The Lunar Library, as the archive is known, constitutes civilization backup Okay. to help ensure that our distant descendants never lose humanity's collective wisdom 
According to Nova Spivak, co-founder of Art Mission Foundation, the Los Angeles-based nonprofit behind the project. Okay. What you want to bet if we were to go, I don't know, 2,000 years into the future and humans are living on the moon, somebody's using it as a coaster? <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> My thing is, if, like, if humanity gets wiped out here... How are people going to know that it's on the moon to go get it and retrieve it and get, like, you know, the cure for polio or whatever, the vaccine for polio or whatever off of it? (laughs) I don't know. See? I mean, I didn't think it through. Well, maybe, I mean, you can't just put it on the moon. You need to have, like, some kind of sign pointing to it or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, this is all of the information you need. I know the moon's not as big as Earth, but it's a pretty big place for, for astronauts just to go up there and be looking around. Right. Yeah, I mean, allegedly. Yeah, right. Right. You don't want to land it on the dark side of the moon. That's true. Because all you got over there is like Pink Floyd albums. <laughs> Bring a flashlight. <laughs> true. Yes, very much. <laughs> anyway, it says, uh, this is a quote from her. One of our primary evolutionary challenges that we face is amnesia about our past mistakes and the lack of active countermeasures to repeating them, Spivik said in an email. For the survival of our species, we need to find ways to raise our awareness of what worked and what didn't, and we need to ensure it is shared with the people of the future. I totally agree. Yeah. Although I mean, in the future, I wonder if we'll look back and say, you know, maybe a DVD wasn't, yeah, the, right. <laughs> wasn't the best medium. Maybe we just up our history curriculum, you know, <laughs> yeah. in classrooms. Paul Davies, director of the Beyond Center for Fundamental Concepts and Physics at Arizona State University, regards the Lunar Library as mostly symbolic, yet still important. It encourages people to reflect on humankind's place in the universe, he said, and to rethink how we search for evidence of non-human civilizations, too. If we leave records on our moon for a huge duration, maybe E.T. will have done the same, Davies said, adding that it might make sense for humans to look for alien artifacts on the moon or other locations. Oh, okay. That's Whatever. really cool. Yeah. But if we found a, uh, I don't know, some kind of you know, metallic disc <laughs> with all these alien records, yeah, would we even be able to read it? I mean, that's like dropping possibly an English book you well, you know, know, to, uh, to a caveman or something, you know? What was it, Voyager that we sent out back in the late 70s, I think? It had a record on it, a gold record that had, you know, different music and yes. stuff. Yeah. But it wasn't it designed to, to play automatically or well, something? Yeah, they had uh, kind of like hieroglyphic instructions yeah. on it, on the side of it or something uh-huh. that told it how, told you how to play it. So maybe they got something like this figured maybe. out. You know, like, hey, go go to your nearest pawn shop, <laughs> buy a DVD player, eject and put in the disc. You know, you're going to have to get one of those uh, AV cords to plug it into a television. And then you can see everything we need to know about humanity or yeah. whatever. I don't know. I mean, this is all a good idea in theory, I guess. But, uh, you know, we have the Internet and I've uploaded a page for trading and Grateful Dead tapes in like 1999 and Mm -hmm. it's still on the internet it's still there yeah i think so last time i checked it was so uh we we kind of have all this information here you know but i get what they're saying it's good to have it on the moon sure why not because you never know when you're going to be on the moon you know you're going to need a grateful dead album true that's (laughs) right where to get it and i think i may have told this story on the podcast before but this is my this is my library story in the civil war the entire campus, except for two buildings of the University of Alabama, was burned to the ground by the Union Army. General Croxton did it. And they burned the library. And at the time, Alabama had one of the greatest libraries, definitely in the South. Do you know the one book they were allowed to save out of all the books there? 
What, I don't. Or they got to choose one book to say. What is it? The Quran. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Because they feel like it was probably one of the only copies, yes. definitely in the South, but probably in the entire United States at that time. Yeah, because as far as the Bible goes, I mean— Oh, yeah, the Bible's could, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not that you don't want to save it, but, I mean, you can go over to your great-grandma's yeah, house right. and trip over a copy Exactly, if you're not but the Quran was a very precious right. you know, book at that time as far as, like, rarity mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And it is still at the—that copy is still at the University of Alabama huh. uh, in the Special Collections Library now. Interesting. Yeah, I like to throw that out every once in a while. <laughs> and, yeah, they burnt down the entire university. So, <laughs> I mean, that's what you get sometimes when you rebel against the union. Just that's what happens. They come and burn all your stuff. So Pros and cons. Yeah, pros and cons. <laughs> Mostly cons. Yeah, in a our lot case, of cons. A lot yeah. of cons. It's hard to name too many pros in that, you know. <laughs> Real quick. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Story, Sorry. I just wanted to mention that they mention uh, what all is on it, and it says that one small component of the archive is the time capsule Barry Sheets creators alluded to, a collection of songs, children's drawings, and writings about Israeli culture and history, because it was the Israelis who, who put it right, there. Right, yeah. But the rest is truly encyclopedic. Included in the Lunar Library's more than 200 gigabytes of data, that's a mm. lot of data, yeah. are the entire English-language version of Wikipedia, Oh, okay. So, well, everyone, I hope you got your entries in before wow. they sent this I hate when they like downloaded it after somebody's goofing off, you know, <laughs> changing them to win an argument or whatever. Yeah. I was about to say, like, future generations are going to think yeah. that uh, Ted Cruz was the Zodiac killer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Dude who founded Wikipedia went to Alabama, too, by the way. Did not know that. Yep, there you wow. go. Wow. Anyway, also, tens of thousands of fiction and nonfiction books, a collection of textbooks, and a guide to 5,000 languages, along with 1.5 billion sample translations between them. Okay. All of that inform- information is etched into 25 stacked nickel discs, each just 40 microns thick. Okay. So. I don't even know what a micron is, but it sounds. Yeah cool like a cool unit of measurement i would like to you know i weigh 12 microns (laughs) that would be pretty neat there's a picture of it on here and it's oh yeah it looks like something you'd buy in the gift shop it does (laughs) it's like collectible coins but somehow they got all that information on that little bitty disc there so that's pretty cool good luck reading it yeah very (laughs) very good luck so um if future generations look back there are going to be some stories that we cover that are puzzling, and this would definitely be one. This comes to us from NBC DFW, which I suppose is DallasFortWorth.com. Mm-hmm. And the headline reads, "Just if you're standing up, you might want to sit down. <laughs> uh, Neo-Nazis group's leader is black man who vows to dissolve it. So, Wait, a, the leader yeah. of the neo-Nazi group? Yes, One of the nation's largest neo-Nazi groups appears to have an unlikely new leader. I know how he got the job. I would say that, yeah. (laughs) How? Affirmative action. Oh, come on. (laughs) A black activist who has vowed to dismantle it, which is pretty pretty good on his part. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey. What I just want to know how he got elected. Maybe this article will tell us more. Court documents filed Thursday suggest James Hart Stern wants to use his new position as director and president of the National Socialist Movement to undermine the Detroit-based group's defense against a lawsuit. The NSM, that's what all the cool kids call it, (laughs) is one of several extremist groups sued over bloodshed at the 2017 White Nationalist Rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. 
You remember that's where that dude like ran that. over yeah. somebody with a car? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. He was that little... was a bad scene. Oh, was, like, oh my goodness! It's I mean tough. I hope that never comes to Tuscaloosa. Yeah, right. Please stay I've, away. Yeah, hopefully you know. And I've I've had this for like we actually talked about it last week. We've yeah. came a long way. You we know? have maybe yeah. maybe I mean not like, there look, yet. We still no. have we still have newspaper editors in Linden, <laughs> yes, right. Alabama. Yes, but yes. for the most part, I feel like we're in better position. We but are. Virginia, you know, they're um, I don't know. They're like an original state. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. Anyways. Stern's filing asks a federal court of Virginia to issue a judgment against the group before one of the lawsuits goes to trial. Stern replaced Jeff Shop as the group's leader in January, according to Michigan corporate records. Kind of puzzled by the Michigan thing, you mm-hmm. know? You feel like your neo-Nazis going to be down south for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in the in the west, uh, you know, like Idaho, where it's Idaho's like only white yeah, people. I don't, know why, I don't know why Idaho, but so, apparently Because there's only white Idaho. people. Yeah. There's like, I mean, there's I don't think any minorities live in uh, Wyoming that are like a major percentage, you right. know? So okay. they just are afraid of everything who's different than them. I mean, they have no interactions right. with people, and all they watch is the news mm-hmm. and the news only reports bad news and they may say you know black guys are breaking into cars and then they're like well every black guy around here breaking into car you know, i don't know i don't have a good western accent so i just do a southern accent <laughs> but i would be like all. i didn't think there was any yeah, african right. americans in our state exactly. so what do you mean what do you mean you know, what that? am i worried about i don't know <laughs> anyways but, but those court records and documents say nothing about how or why stern got the position his feet invited comparison to the recent Spike Lee movie Black Klansman, in which a black police officer infiltrates a branch of the Ku Klux Klan. Um, neither Stern, who lives in Moreno Valley, California, nor Shop responded Thursday to emails and calls seeking comment. Matthew Heimbach, a leading white nationalist figure who briefly served as NSM's community outreach director. Whoa. <laughs> Community outreach. They have a community outreach. Like, what are they, like volunteering at the soup kitchen or something? <laughs> yeah. Come on, National Socialist. Uh, said Shop and other group leaders have been at odds with rank-and-file members over its direction. Hambach said some members essentially want it to remain a politically impotent white supremacist gang and resisted ideological changes advocated by Shop. Uh, Heimbach said Chomp's apparent departure and Stern's installation as a leader probably spell the end of the group in its current form. I would say so. Chomp <laughs> uh, was 21 when he took control of the group in 1994 and renamed it the National Socialist Movement, according hmm. to the Southern Poverty and Law Center. Better PR. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, it's tough. There's a lot of people who, you know, are would consider themselves socialist or interested yeah, in socialism. Yeah. yeah, but you mix that. You m- drop the uh, you drop the neo Nazi tag, and yeah. you can probably get a lot more people to True. show up to your meetings. Uh, Sign up for your newsletter. Hombach's quoted as saying, uh, "I think it's kind of a sad obit for one of the longest running white nationalist organizations, who estimated that it had about forty active dues paying members last year." <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> 40 active members. Golly. Come on. Which I guess that's a good sign. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's really a good thing. Well, but. I mean, it's sad that there's 40 people who are still paying, but it is, you, know, you would think it was more than that. Yeah. It says it appears that Stern has been trying for at least two years to disrupt the group. Uh, a message posted on his website said he would be meeting with Shop in February of 2017 to sign a proclamation acknowledging the NSM denouncing being a white supremacist group. 
Cool. I, yeah, here's, he goes on to say, I have personally targeted eradicating the KKK and the National Socialist Movement, which are two organizations here in this country which have, have all too long been giving privileges they don't deserve. So apparently he has worked his way in here, and the article doesn't look tell like how he got elected, at least that I can see anywhere, that uh, – that he's became the president. You know, I don't know if it was like an <laughs> internet election, like let's do a poll on Twitter or something like that. I imagine if they had a group, it probably wouldn't work, but uh, like a group meeting, like all how 40 of them got together at the Cracker like, Barrel. I don't know. How hilarious would it be if me and you and a bunch of other people joined it just to vote for him? And <laughs> just keep him, keep him all the power we could? <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. If if it weren't for like the negative connotations, you know, exactly. I don't want I people totally labeling me a neo Nazi, right, which is yeah. why I wouldn't. But if, like you said, if it wasn't for that, like we could get that going on, yeah, we could just four chan or something. Yes, yeah, just get a, just keep him in charge. That's not a bad idea. He like permanent leader. We yeah. elect him, like change the bylaws where he becomes permanent. You know, leader of the neo Nazi group. Yeah. I mean, uh, kudos to this dude for wanting to take it down because, uh, you know, we don't need any of that in we this don't. country. There's really too don't. much. I mean, you know, we, we kind of went over that last last week. But if if you're the type of person that doesn't like somebody because of the color of their skin, you should uh, you should rethink your position in life, you know. And you know what? Let's even extend it out beyond that. If you have a problem with somebody because they vote a certain way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or if you have a problem with somebody because they Maybe somebody, other friend that they have or, or something. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We got to get back to, and I've kind of talked about this before, but man, the individual, people are individuals. Absolutely. And maybe you can sometimes, you know, maybe there's a, I don't know. You see you see what I'm saying? No, no, I get it. I mean, um, like when it comes to polling and yeah. there, we're always trying to group people into groups. Right. But you just can't do that on an individual basis yeah. because people are individuals. Right. Well, and that's what I would say, you know, just to use a very easy example. I don't think you and I would be what many people would think of when they're thinking of Southern Baptists. <laughs> Probably not. You know, <laughs> I don't at all. We're potentially outliers, you know, <laughs> yeah. to the group. But we are, you know, so you, if you, you can't lump us in with all of the rest of them when they start mm-hmm. boycotting Disney World or whatever. Because, I, well, I can't speak for you, but I would be like, that's pretty dumb, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you, it's hard when you start viewing everything by this is the group that you mm-hmm. belong to, to realize that, hey, uh, I may identify with some of the policies here. I may not identify with all the others, you know? Right. And that's, I'm not saying that about the Southern Baptist or our church or anything mm-hmm. like that. I'm just saying in general, you know? So uh, you may look at someone and go, okay, you're a Republican. Well, I hate everything about you because you're voting for things that mm-hmm. I'm opposed to, you know? Right. Well, you know, I— Maybe may- that person just wants a shot at lower taxes. Yeah, right. Yes, right. <laughs> or maybe the Democrat guy just wants us to care more about the environment more. Right, you know? right. Because, like, hey, it's pretty much one of the original jobs God gave us was taking care of the earth, you know? Yeah. And so I'm going to vote for people who are going to support that because I have a conviction that that's what we need to do. And so when we start lumping everybody in as like, you know, uh, libertards and whatever MAGA <laughs> people, I mean, it just, it yes. does, does our country no good at all. So 
maybe I should run for the head of some like uh, you know liberal organization, <laughs> which I'm neither I would liberal. Vote for you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm neither liberal or conservative. I'm super conservative about some things, and I'm super liberal about other things. Right. So you know, I don't know where I fall. I'm I'm certainly not a libertarian. I have some libertarian mm-hmm. leanings, but uh, some I would of that, consider myself a right leaning libertarian. Okay. But just as you said yourself, like I don't agree with everything. No. Nah, like I don't think any party. I'm going to agree with everything they right. do or say. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I just know that uh, it's super fun on Facebook right now because the uh, Alabama has proposed a gas tax. Oh, uh, there's been some really good comment wars on that. I haven't gotten into them, but yeah. it's just fun to read. I think everybody should get a four wheel drive truck and we just go back to dirt roads. <laughs> That's right. It's horses. <laughs> Let's go horses. Horses and wagons. Okay. <laughs> That's what I think we should do. Yeah. Horses and wagons. <laughs> Let's grow our own food, too. Let's do it. Well, anyway, this next story here, police, a man faked his own abduction to avoid Super Bowl Square's payout. Okay. So, That's a degenerate, for sure. I guess there's, I guess there's, uh, there's worse ways to try to get out of a gambling debt, yeah, I suppose. Maybe so. <laughs> but this has got to be up there. Yeah. This is bad. A man from New York faked his own abduction and robbery to avoid paying money that he owed following Super Bowl 53, according to a report. Troopers on Wednesday found Robert Brandle, 60 years old, of North Tonawa in his Ford F-150 with a rope attached to the headrest and tied around his neck and his hands and ankles duct taped. So okay. <laughs> I guess he got somebody to duct tape him up. Maybe so. Or I guess you could... Uh, you could do your ankles first, tie your neck, then this, this duct tape your ankles, and you could probably work your hands around somehow. I don't know. Yeah. It says the guy's name was Robert Brandle. I thought this might have been Jesse Smollett at first, but it's not. <laughs> According to the release, Brandle claimed that on Monday he picked up two men who were involved in his Super Bowl Squares pool and that one of the men had a pistol and took $16,000 in cash from him. Oh, wow. He also claimed they made him drive around New York against his will for two days before eventually tying him up in the back seat of his truck and leaving him in the parking lot. Man, driving around in New York for two days. Yeah. That's rough. That's t- Yes. <laughs> but even if you aren't abducted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Further investigation revealed that Brandle's story was fabricated. According to the police, Brandle, who was in charge of a pool with $50,000 payout, made up names on some of the squares, hoping that he would win some of, most of the money. Police said that Brandle was unable to make the payouts. Uh, he was arrested for a scheme to defraud a felony and falsely reporting an incident, which is a misdemeanor. Hmm. Well, yeah, that is a... a That's the end. Yeah. Well... You know, I wonder, did it say, because I kind of zoned out there for a second, how yeah. much he owed? Uh, $50,000. That's a serious Super Bowl square game. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's it's not like your money. normal office. Everybody throw in a couple of bucks. So It says that he was in charge of it. But it says up here that he, he said that the guys took $16,000 from him. So Wow. I would be like, well, you know, there's another. <laughs> there's a lot more money. <laughs> Where's it at? Yeah. But that's crazy. You know, I don't know. There's worse ways to uh, get yourself out of debt, but that was not a good plan for sure. No. The guy, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you would do it. I, I, well, if you get abducted and kidnapped, I mean, now nah, I'm not a gambler, but I imagine if I was, I'd be like, well, you still owe me. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yes, right. I, yeah, I don't gamble at all. I'm fascinated by gambling and gambling culture, 
But I have a very, very addictive personality, mm-hmm. and I would lose my house and everything I own. <laughs> I know I would, so I've just kept myself away from it because I can't <laughs> handle the responsibility of gambling. I have some people that I know that gamble, and, and they make money, they lose money, and they enjoy it. They say it makes watching like a you know eleven thirty Portland Trailblazers Minnesota Timberwolves game super exciting. You know, if you had ten grand riding yeah, on the right, game, yeah. I imagine it would. Yeah, or even a hundred bucks. You know, you're just like super excited and into it. But I, I can't, I can't do it. You know, it's yeah. just I don't have the I don't have the willpower to stop when I lose because then I would just be chasing trying to get it back and and that's a bad scene and mm-hmm. I don't. I can't lose my wife, you know. Like, <laughs> so if I lost all our money again, you know, the first time was on a legit thing like business. But if I lost it on gambling, she'd probably leave me. So I got to keep her. She's any, got insurance. So I any fellow Baptist that. out there that would be interested in gambling, I would recommend day trading because we think that's okay <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. Uh, Baptists, they're not big supporters of gambling right. at all, you know. Now, I don't know that it's specifically prohibited, like, as a sin. You know, it's not like gluttony. Now, we're all in on gluttony. That's what I say now. We're all in. All in. That. I'm big, big, <laughs> a big proponent of gluttony. Love it. <laughs> but uh, I don't know that it's, like, specifically laid out in the Scripture that you shouldn't be gambling, you know. Yeah, I mean, obviously there are plenty of text about you know being good stewards of, of yeah. what God's. That's given where you're going to fall. So I think that's that, where right. it gets into it. Yeah. But but yeah. if you're winning and tithing <laughs> off of it, <laughs> is it that bad? Maybe you're being a good steward, right? Or if your four hundred one k loses when the stock market dips, you know, I mean, uh, that's kind of the same thing, right? Right. Probably it's, not. In my opinion, it's one of those gray areas. I mean, that's for yeah. Christians to to yeah, sort out on their own. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like alcohol, which will send you straight to hell. <laughs> if you just smell it. If you just are in the same store with it. <laughs> or weed or any of that stuff. Yeah, no, it's, it's not that bad. Right. right. Okay, well, let's move along here to uh, a story from our home state, the great state of Alabama, the heart of Dixie yes. here. This comes to us from, uh, what is it, Q13fox.com. And it's from Huntsville, which is really one of the nicest areas in our state, mainly because people from other states and other parts of the world moved there and made it really nice. So shout out to Wilts Coutrere. Yeah. Yeah. He sent <laughs> this, this up in the group. Uh, Todd also sent it to me as well. Okay. So Huntsville, Alabama, two people were bowling mad as they waited for crab legs at a buffet, surprising <laughs> diners and one police officer. Literally, as I sat down and maybe took two bites out of my plate, Huntsville Police Officer Gerald uh, Johnson said, there was a woman who was beating a man. People were moving around. Plates were shattering everywhere, Johnson said. Uh, No sooner had he dished up a plate at the Meteor Buffet off of Memorial Parkway, Johnson says a fight was happening in the food line. It's not typically something you hear if you can imagine a fencing match. Ooh, I don't understand. I've never heard a fencing match, though. You know, I'm more of a lightsaber guy. <laughs> uh, the sound Johnson was hearing was tongs clashing. <laughs> <laughs> the meteor buffet diners were eagerly awaiting the next tray of crab legs coming out of the kitchen. Everyone was saying, they cut me in line, she cut me in line, he cut me in line, and I was here first, Johnson said. 
Police arrested John Chapman and Chiquita Jenkins, who were eating at the buffet, who was eating with the buffet with their kids. Uh, they had been waiting there for crab legs for a good 10 or 20 minutes. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah, speed of service issue right there. I on blame the, the meteor yeah. buffet for on That's this right. Um, when they finally came out, it was very heated, especially if someone is taking more than their fair share. <laughs> Uh, Johnson recounted. I don't know. The sign says all you can eat. That's true. <laughs> so who's to say? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if I'm in line first and I'm breaking out the entire pan of crab legs, that's tough luck for you. You know, yeah. you're going to have to fight yeah. for them. Man. You're going to have to wait. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to wait another ten or twenty minutes. Um, Officer, Officer Johnson said after talking with Chapman and Jenkins, they admitted that their tempers got the best of them. They were hangry. You know, <laughs> you're not yourself when that's you're not, right. when you're hungry. Chapman is facing a disorderly conduct, and uh, Jenkins is charged with third-degree assault. Oh, they got them both. Yeah. Both people could end up paying a few hundred dollars in fines, well above the $10.58 per plate charge at the Meteor Buffet. Chapman suffered a cut to his head in the restaurant fight, and Jenkins was not hurt. Chapman will be uh, in court on March 21st. So, And if you look at the, like, the picture, like, Chapman's like an old dude. Yeah, you know? he is. Like, he don't need to be fighting anybody. He'll get a hip broke, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know what the deal was, but I just can't. I mean, I like crab legs as much as anybody, but I can't see getting in a fight over them, especially at a buffet, you know? Yeah. And now, if I ordered a, at Red Lobster, you know, because I eat at fancy places like Red Lobster. <laughs> right. And you come and get some off my plate. I'm more of a Captain D's fan Cap- myself. Oh, yeah. Captain D's is in my wheelhouse, really. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you came and got some off my plate at Captain D's or Red Lobster, now we might fight then. But at a buffet, <laughs> like you say, I mean, it's first come, first serve. And I can't also see myself at a buffet standing around for 10 or 20 minutes waiting on crab legs. Like, is that the only reason that you go? You know, I would just be eating all the other stuff. Well, now, I've never been to the Meteor Buffet. Me either. Maybe we should take a trip. <laughs> well, maybe, I got to find out what, do, what this is about. Let's do the next show on location. You know, interview the wait staff, you know. Walk in and be like, hey, look, at the Earth Oddity Podcast, we heard that people fight over That's your right. crab legs. Your crab they legs got to so be good. good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured them like uh, they both had a pair of tongs in their hands. They're like going at each other with them. And then that, uh, that Star Trek music. Bum, 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 But that's just wild, man. I, I just, I don't. I can't see myself getting in a fight over $10 worth of food, you know, yeah. at a buffet. I would just go eat, you know, the prime rib they got down there. And when I see the crab legs coming out, then I'd probably stand up and go over there and get in line and get me some. I want to know why the Meteor Buffet hasn't approached James Winston. True. About their spokesman. Potential being a you know, sponsorship deal. <laughs> that might work. I mean, <laughs> you know, he is such a not good quarterback in the NFL for some reason. Well, that happens to a lot of college players True. who just, you know – yeah, they're blow up in college ball. Yeah, but then when you you know had that discussion, the game with, is so different. Yeah, I had that discussion with Hudson the other night. You know, like different people peak at different times. Mm-hmm. Like the dude that was really good at little league baseball, you know, may not have been that great by the time he got to high school. Right, or didn't go to college, play baseball or whatever. And then the kid who was like average in high school, like played at the junior college, was really good, and then ended up getting drafted by the pros. You know, yeah. So yeah, different people peak at different times. But Jameis Winston was. It's from Hueytown, Alabama, by the way. You know, we love our crab legs. Alabamians love crab legs. I <laughs> wonder if he ever went to the Meteor Buffet. <laughs> I'm sure, probably. He's more of a Publix guy. You know, he likes <laughs> yeah. the Publix crab legs. 
But uh, yeah, so Alabamians, two things we're known for are um, country music and crab legs, crab I guess. Legs. So. And we'll fight you for them. Or we'll, we'll, in Jameis's case, we'll just stuff them up under our shirt and go out the door without paying for them. <laughs> this next story goes out to everyone out there in Harris County, which is uh, somewhere near Houston. Okay. There is an underwear bandit on the loose. Ooh. <laughs> Man accused of stealing 612 pairs of women's underwear escapes custody. Wow, he he escaped like he they escaped had him locked up, yes. and he got out. Okay, he got away. Wow, wow. He's just you know slippery and that's right, silky, just silky. <laughs> yeah, satiny, very satiny. So these are entirely women's. These entirely women's underwear, according to the news story. Yes. Okay. All right. A man who is accused of stealing six hundred and twelve pairs of women's underwear escaped from custody Thursday. Harris County deputy said. Efrain Gutierrez, 38, slipped out of handcuffs while being placed in custody on multiple theft charges, according to deputies. Uh, In his most recent case, he is accused of taking multiple clothing items from a Coles in Humble, according to court records. Gutierrez is waiting to be arraigned Thursday at court at the Harris County Juvenile Justice Center in downtown Houston. His arraignment was being held at juvenile court due to adult court undergoing renovations as a result of Hurricane Harvey. Investigators are now asking for the public's help in locating him. (laughs) Gutierrez. He'll be the guy holding all the panties. (laughs) (laughs) Gutierrez was previously charged with aggravate theft in 2018. He was arrested June 30th after he was caught on surveillance video taking the underwear from Victoria's Secret at Deerbrook Mall during six different incidents wow. between May 2nd and June 30th, according to police at the time. Gutierrez has previous convictions of theft, drug possession, trespassing, according to court records. So, so everyone out it, there, stake out the, the yeah. Victoria's Secret. Yeah, so say like... Maybe uh, even the Lane Bryant. The, <laughs> the police should just like... Make a trail of underwear, you know, panties <laughs> leading to the police the station. Cage yeah, right, yeah. With a stick on a yeah. string. Right, get him that way. <laughs> I, 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 luckily, because when you read the headline, I was thinking he was stealing panties from like people's houses, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is like weird. But clearly, he's probably going to resell these, I guess, on eBay or something like that, you know? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I feel like if you're like a guy that's into into women's panties, you know, like that's your thing. Like everybody's got their thing. If that's your thing, no big deal. Go to Facebook. Yeah, Facebook group marketplace. Just go buy some from people we know. There's this one dude that loves my wife's right. underwear. That's right. <laughs> so. Exactly. I'll say there's a you can you can find your underwear. You know, you don't have to see them. So surely he's reselling them, right? I don't know, but this dude he doesn't even ask us to wash them first. <laughs> he's buy every pair yeah. that my wife posts up there. I'll say like that's that. I would not consider that normal, <laughs> but I would. Could, I would consider that acceptable, you know. Yeah, you don't go just stealing them, right? And if you're if you're like that dude who will buy your wife's underwear, <laughs> how weird is that to say out loud? But she's never going to listen to this, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> she don't listen, right? Uh, at some point, you're like, hey man, I got ten or eleven pair. I'm good to go. You know, I don't need six hundred. What are you going to do with six hundred <laughs> if you're into that? I don't know. Maybe he's got like a collection. Yeah, maybe so. You know, I don't know. But if you're getting them new, I don't feel like that's like, you know, that ain't your thing. You're, you're, right. you're like, you must be reselling them or something <laughs> to somebody. Yeah, you'd want to get some game-worn 
equipment. Yeah. Like, you know, like a collector gets a game warm jersey, you know, like, oh, yeah. Played against sports. Yeah. Tom Brady wore this in the Super Bowl, you know, so that's, it's got the grass stains on it or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I feel like if you were, if that was your thing, that's what you'd want is some game worn <laughs> equipment. Yeah. Not just fresh off the rack. So clearly, I think he was reselling them, which I didn't know the market for women's underwear was so good. Maybe I didn't either. I just go sell every pair they just got. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, I'm not going to say his name on air, but I got a contact. <laughs> I got, got a guy. You got a guy. <laughs> I got a guy. That's right. Okay, <laughs> tell him I'll provide pictures over in them. You know. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what he wants, I mean Polaroids. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I can fix him up. We'll work a deal out here. You know, he'll buy them. I'm sure he will. I tell you what, he'll buy them. <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's make a deal here. See what we can get out of him. What well, if we bankrupt this dude? You know, just for fun. Just for just because it's fun to talk about on the podcast. Maybe I could. I should go hit up like a uh, a Goodwill or somewhere. That's right. That's <laughs> what we can do. Like, yeah, these. Here's what I bet you. What if this guy Gutierrez here may have figured it out? He may be stealing them from Victoria's Secrets, putting them on Facebook, and selling them to weirdos, and telling them like, "Oh yeah, no, this is my old lady's underwear." You know? Yeah, no, that's no, my. He's making a hundred percent profit on everything. You yeah. know? All right, now, now we're now we got the wheels turning. All right, juices flowing or whatever. That's a bad choice of word. Wheels turning. Wheels turning yes. for sure. All right, let's move on here. All right. Uh, an entire staff at an Ohio Sonic location quit because of terrible management. Having been in the restaurant business, I'll say that my average employee who worked for me was there for at least two years. So I was a pretty good manager, I feel like. But employees at three Sonic drive-ins in Ohio quit in mass or in mass. In mass, yeah. I say in mass. It's got an E on the end of it. After the company was sold to people that don't give a blank, so said the ex-staff. Okay. The Circleville, Lancaster, and Grove City locations abruptly closed Friday night after the entire crews of each store walked off the job, according to local news outlet. Due to terrible management, the whole store has quit. Sorry for the inconvenience, but our team refuses to work for a company that treats their employees like they are blank. When they have put everything into this store... One note that was taped to the door of the Circleville location read, Thank you, next. Another sign read. <laughs> the fast food upheaval occurred after staff reportedly said they saw their wages reduced from the state's minimum wage of eight fifty five for non-tipped employees to four thirty for tipped employees. Hmm. Yep. That'll do it. Yeah. Uh, however, a, a spokesman for Sonic said in a statement that no wage rates at any level decreased as a result of the transition. We recognize that changes like this can be difficult for employees to understand, and most current employees will have the opportunity to continue working at the drive-in. Christy Woolworth, the vice president of PR for Sonic, said, under new management, guests and the community can look forward to improved service and the famous food, beverages, and treats for which Sonic is known. Sonic's operating affiliate, SRI Holding Company, bought eight of the drive-ins in the Columbus market and began operating them on February 25th. Two drive-ins were closed as a result of the purchase. It's unclear whether the stores will remain closed. Hmm. So it sounds like uh, the company took them over, and they're probably like pretty hard line. Like, <laughs> yeah. You guys are going to wear your roller skates or whatever you're supposed to do that they weren't doing, and the people quit. But if it's true that they reduced their wages yeah, to a tip wage. Say, 
people don't typically quit in mass. Yeah. For no reason. Exactly. I gotta believe that it's it was at least provoked it <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So. But uh, you know, I feel like uh, if you're a sonic worker and you quit, you can go down the road and get a job at, <laughs> yes. at Hardee's or wherever, and and you'll be just fine. You know. So uh, tough luck for Sonic though. Yeah. I, I mean, know. imagine if you're like the guy who owns the Sonic, you know, like you're the president of the company or whatever. You're like, Hey, look, call down to the Columbus location. Let's see what kind of numbers they're doing today. And that phone's just ringing <laughs> and ringing and ringing and nobody's picking up. And then you drive down there and there's a note on the door. It just says, thank you. Next. <laughs> like, like, Ooh, wow. this is not good. But you know, now they can hire the people they want to hire and start fresh and, and get going. I do they wish better treat them right. Yeah. <laughs> I do wish they would fire the two guys who do Sonic commercials all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, can, what do we got to do to get those dudes off the air? Way back when me and my wife were dating, which was, you know, over 12 years ago, uh-huh. they occasionally had a, one that was funny, but mm-hmm. I can't believe they're still around. I mean, that has been the they're longest. They're still there. Yeah. I mean, like every SEC football, you know, weekend, mm-hmm. you're going to get 8 million Sonic commercials. And then they'll sprinkle in some Chick-fil-A commercials, too. Yeah. Which, got to say, the cow thing's getting old, Chick-fil-A. You know? <laughs> I know it's not right to criticize Chick-fil-A as a Baptist, but I just want to say, cow thing's getting a little old. Let's come up with something new. All right? Let's work on something else. I'm not with him. Okay. Right. You don't want to get... I'll take all the criticism for that. All right? Eat more chicken. Let's, let's, that, that's a good slogan. Eat more chicken. Yeah. Let's figure out a different way to market that to people. Okay? Well, who else? Who else would be advocating people to eat more chicken besides cows? Uh, I, I mean, people who like chicken. Okay. <laughs> you know? I mean, let's do testimonials or something. You know, like, hey, I love Chick Fil A because their chicken's good. You should eat more chicken. Hmm. Come on down, Tiny Sullivan, and buy some more chicken <laughs> yeah. any day of the week except Sunday. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. all you gotta say. I, I don't know. It's not like Chick Fil A's got to have a huge marketing arm anyways their product speaks for itself the service speaks for itself that's true but they gotta have a, a pretty big marketing budget though i mean oh, they've yeah. got a bowl game they sponsor a bowl game yeah. and like the chick-fil-a kickoff every year too in yeah. atlanta so where alabama usually goes and beats down some teams some, so. some small team right yeah but I, we're not doing it this year are we i don't know i don't think so i haven't looked at next i think we open with duke <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we open with Duke this year. That'll be a fun game. Yeah. We we like we we schedule hard teams. That'll be a riveting, that's right. riveting kickoff weekend. <laughs> well, fun fact: Duke Stadium's named for Wallace Wade, who was a coach at Alabama. If you didn't know All that, right. yeah, Grateful cool. Dead played a really great concert there mm-hmm. in 1976, Wallace Wade Stadium. So I'm more worried about planning my wife's uh, 40th birthday. Yeah, which is before that. Yeah, it's a surprise birthday, so y'all don't tell her. Yeah, right. I know she won't listen to this. She's not going to hear. So I can talk all about it. We already talked about her selling her underwear to some weird guy, but that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. I'm thinking like it's going to be like an '80s party. It's going to be off the chain. Off the chain. Yes, I'm. I'm excited about it. Again, y'all don't tell her. Yeah, nobody tell her. And I may tell people who are interested to go listen to this episode, maybe artificially inflate our download numbers. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You want the details? You have to listen to this episode. That's good. That's not bad. Okay. Well, this is likely going to be the last, well, at least my last story. Yeah, that was the last one I had, so. Okay. Nintendo of America mm-hmm. has a new president. Okay. And uh, Mario. No. Okay. <laughs> it is uh, it's Bowser. Bowser. <laughs> it is. All right. Doug Bowser is now 
the president of Nintendo North America. Okay, Doug Bowser. Do <laughs> you think like he like set out when he got out of business school? He's like, I'm going to work for Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got the name for it. Can you imagine him working in the mail room and his last name is uh, <laughs> Bowser? Well, this is like Pierre or something. Oh, yeah. He's like, I want to change it to Bowser. <laughs> That's right. He starts climbing the corporate ladder real fast. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Anyway, uh, after 15 notable years at Nintendo of America and nearly 13 as its president and COO, Reggie Fields of Me, or May, Reggie Fields of Me will retire. Okay. His last day with Nintendo will be April 15th. Doug Bowser, NOA's current senior vice president of sales and marketing, will succeed Reggie as president of Nintendo of, of America. Okay. So right. I don't know if you, are you, uh, I'm sure you've, you've heard the saying before, uh, Kick butt and take names. That's right. That's actually attributed to uh, Reggie. Oh, uh, he form- he made that. Yes, when he first came in, he okay. was making a, uh, a presentation at like a like what is it E three or whatever. Yeah. And I think the quote was at Nintendo, we're all about kicking butt. We're about taking names and making games. But okay. then the internet shortened that to kicking butt, taking names. Huh. All so. right. I just thought some like redneck dude came up with that, like standing in a Kmart parking lot on a Saturday night right, trying to fight everybody. No, came from a nerd. Okay. So. All right. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know that I'd be intimidated by the way Nintendo to, guy. Way to go, nerds. Yeah. The nerds win again. Like we were talking about last week. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know, good. If you got the name Bowser, you know, you're you're good on the Nintendo front. I feel like that's instant credibility. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I bet in his office the floor really is lava. <laughs> <laughs> like you enter it and it plays like that dungeon music or whatever. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. yeah. I bet like all his underlings, you know, they're sick and tired of having to collect all yeah. the stars to get oh, the yeah. key to go to his office. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I would say uh, I used Bowser in Mario Kart back when uh, the kids had DS. That was uh-huh. my main go-to guy. Okay. Yeah. I was a big Bowser guy. I was that's big on Yoshi. I okay. Like Yoshi. Yeah. That's the like uh, dinosaur. That's the thing. green dinosaur that yeah. Mario rides on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. I'm not up. It's surprise, surprise. I'm not <laughs> up on a lot of my video game stuff like I should be. Well, congratulations, Mr. Bowser. Yeah. On the uh, on your on, position. On your. Yeah. Well, I know he's a big fan of the show. He's written in before, so <laughs> we're glad. Maybe we can get him on next episode. You'll have mm-hmm. to you have to download it and find out. Okay, our next story. We're going to do one more. We're going to do a bonus story. Do a little bonus story for you. We're a little ahead of schedule. Minnesota police called for a welfare check on a man that turned out to be a cutout of the MyPillow CEO. Are you familiar with that dude? Oh, yeah. He looks <laughs> like he stepped right out of the 70s. He does. He does. Haircut and the gold chain. He's got a mustache, too, right? A big, bushy caterpillar yeah. mustache. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Minnesota police. We call that the Jeff Given. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not making fun of Jeff's mustache. I actually respect his mustache. Yeah. His mustache will slap you. Yeah. You oh, disrespect yeah. It. Yes, right. Yes. Minnesota police revealed they received a troubling call asking them to check on the welfare of a man standing outside hugging a pillow only to find out that it was the cutout <laughs> of Mike of my pillow CEO Mike Lindell. Okay. The Jordan Police Department said officers were called to check on the welfare of an adult male who was wearing no coat outside in the cold. <laughs> Once officers arrived on the scene, they discovered a cardboard cutout that looked pretty realistic. All right. Uh those cardboard cutouts sure can look real from a distance, and the caller certainly was not wanting to get too close, thinking, who is this deranged person <laughs> standing outside in the cold hugging a pillow? Always better to call the police, police said. <laughs> yeah, I guess. 
So a word of the humorous call even reached the CEO and founder of MyPillow himself, who tweeted out an article about it with a laughing emoji. <laughs> the call comes as Minnesota experiences extremely cold temperatures and low wind chills due to the Arctic air mass. Lindell himself spoke at a conservative political action conference oh, for real? this past Thursday. <laughs> and he told the crowd in uh, Oxon Hill, Maryland, that a decade ago he was enmeshed in an addiction to crack cocaine and alcohol. On January 16th, 2009, God freed me from the addictions and started me on a path to a restored heart. Praise Jesus, Lindell said. All right, I can get on board with that. I can get on board with that. He also <laughs> said, I don't know if you saw this, this is a whole nother story, but uh, at that same conference, he said that God chose Donald Trump to one to run for president in okay. 2016. All and right. The outcome was uh, divinely. Oh, okay. <laughs> whatever. Well, depending on your perspective on things <laughs> like predestination and all that, that might or may not be true. So, yeah. But yeah, okay. Well, good for my pillow guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Glad it was a cardboard cutout. Glad the cops didn't shoot him. You know, yeah. the cops are like, hey, drop the pillow. <laughs> and they just like unload it on him. <laughs> and cops will shoot people every once in a while. Let's all admit it. You know, we all love the police, but every once in a while they'll shoot somebody, you know. Again, good for that guy. Apparently he's successful. Yeah. But, you know, if I started a pillow company, I think I would, I, I don't think I'd do it myself. I wouldn't try to be my own spokesperson. Oh, I would yeah. try to get somebody like kate beckinsale or somebody to (laughs) my product well then you got to pay them you know if you do it yourself if you become the face then uh you're like uh you're doubling your money i guess you're not having to pay that supermodel or whoever yeah so yeah good for my pillow guy you know (laughs) it's still kind of crazy though you think you'd look out your window and be like hey there's a dude standing over there holding a pillow and then you look back and you're like, hey, he has not moved at all. Like he is like standing <laughs> stiff as a board. Should we call he the police? Really, yeah. really wants to sell me one of those pillows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, honey, the my pillow guy standing on the sidewalk here. But I don't know that I would call the cops before I went out and was like, hey, bud, you all right? You know, like hollered from across the yard or whatever. Yeah. But maybe that's the difference between like, you know, the South and other places because. You know, it's not that uncommon to see a meth head walking around with a pillow on the side of the road. We just treat him like normal. You know? It's like, hey, he's about to get a nap. He gets his first nap in four days. So. Let's talk about Cajun Curl. Cajun Curl, what's that? It's my favorite spice. It's your favorite spice. And it's the world famous Bayou Blended Spice. And we want to thank them for their support. Check them out. Everybody go right now. As soon as this podcast is over, go to their website, CajunCurl.com, because there you can order the spice and their Cajun Curl chip cutter for potatoes. So, you know where it was created? It was created on the world-famous Elm Bayou. Elm Bayou. Lucky, lucky Elm Bayou. That's right, down in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana. And it's a season that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well on chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it'll allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. So imagine you're having your essential oils party, you know, pyramid scheme party. (laughs) You can make up your own chips. You can sprinkle the Cajun Curl Spice on it. 
Everybody goes home happy. They got their lavender and frankincense and all that they stuff. They got their starter kit. Yeah, their starter kit <laughs> that they paid $150 for, and they got to sign up five other people. <laughs> yep. But you know what's not a pyramid scheme? Cajun Curl. That's right. That's right. It'll 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 help you out. You go to the store or you go to the site, you buy your spice, bing, bam, boom, that's, that's it. it. That's you it. don't have to go recruit other people. No. To, now, you're probably going to want to tell your friends oh, absolutely. about the spice because absolutely. it's life-changingly delicious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it will change your life. I still think back to those first chips I ate that uh, Squirrel brought us or Brandon brought us. So mm-hmm. their president and CEO, it changed my life. It's great. So uh, anyways, on CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the Bayou Blended Spice and the chip cutter, but you can find recipes there that you can use with it that are really great. Um, and you can also locate your nearest retailer or order your own there. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Um, Here locally in Tuscaloosa and Northport, the Tuscaloosa-Northport Metroplex, you can get it at Vowels on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Beats, and Piggly Wiggly, if you don't want to cross the bridge and get into all the (laughs) construction traffic. Yes. Yes, if you live in Northport. Uh, all of their products are made in the USA, uh, and it's all natural. It's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. All right, so pay attention, everybody. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out. Use the promo code when you order your spice there. You're going to type in EOP10, the number 10, and you'll get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. Amen. All right, we have a new review this week. Okay, all right. Uh, this review comes from Mom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the title of the uh, review is Good Clean Laughs, rating five stars. Can today's news possibly be funny? Listen to the stories Tiny and John share, and you will have the answer. Okay. So, John, what's the answer? Uh, Can they be funny? Uh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I wanted to give a shout-out. I made a friend on Instagram. Oh. Yeah, uh, I got to get over there to, to the Earth Oddity page real quick. Um, I I did a hashtag of Florida Man on our story, and our last story that I put up. Mm-hmm. And these guys had contacted me. They have their own podcast. It's actually really pretty funny to listen to. It. Okay. It's called Florida Man on Florida Man. And it's uh, two guys. I like the title. From, yeah, two guys from Florida that are talking about uh, uh, all the Florida man stuff. So cool. Um, if anybody out there is interested, after you listen to our episode every week, you can go check out theirs. It's pretty good. Yeah. And that comes from a guy who doesn't listen to a lot of podcasts. So enjoy it. Awesome. And also, just for everybody who sent in their address, I mailed out your glasses yesterday. Okay. All so right. you should be getting them really, really soon. If you just can't wait and you got to know, I suppose I can uh, mail you a tracking number. <laughs> but uh, they should be coming in the mail. Uh, anyone who have, who wants to get a pair of glasses and go take a picture and tag it Earth Oddity, that will group all these pictures together. And then we can you know put a face with some funny glasses on, on some of our audience. Hopefully get us a little bit more uh, visibility. But that is a hashtag Earth Oddity on Instagram. And this uh, promotion, this push is going to the end of the month, so send in your address if you want us to send you a pair of disguise glasses. Yeah, definitely. Go ahead. I posted one up not long ago of, uh, well, a Tiny and I on the Earth Oddity page, but also uh, of Libby, or no, Hudson. Yeah. I got yeah. I got one of each, so I'm just, I'm sprinkling, sprinkling them in. Sprinkling them in. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so. 
Yeah. Go uh, go search on Instagram, the Earth Oddity hashtag. You can see what all weirdos we are. So. <laughs> You have been listening to Earth Audio Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, we're on them all. Everywhere. Uh, if you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. Mm-hmm. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity. Do you like to look at pictures? Yep. Sometimes we post pictures. More often than not. You can look at those pictures. We are underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. Yeah, follow us. And if you would like to give us a phone call. Oh, yeah. What's that? Do we have a phone number? We do have a phone number, and people are calling it all the time. (laughs) It is 662-493-2059. What's that number again? 662-493-2059. Two zero five nine. You know, I've got that number set to do not disturb, but mm-hmm. since nobody calls it, I think I may just take that off. So. <laughs> yeah, right, because it surprise it, the heck out me. of you. <laughs> Everybody wait till 2 a.m. and call Tiny. All right, go ahead. We hope all y'all have a wonderful week. Earth Oddity for the Friends Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. Hey, the show's over. Why are you still listening?